Bibles this morning and would like to follow along. I'll be reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 10 through 13. But when perfection comes, imperfect disappears. When I was a child, I taught like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put my childish ways behind me. But now... Now we see but a poor reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face, now that I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these things, these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. funeral home in Adamsville. We certainly extend our sympathy to that family in the passing of Patty. Well, it's football season. It's coming to a close, but the big game tonight. I suppose several of you have already picked your team. You know the one that you, uh, that you want to win the game, but uh, you have a fear that they may be in a slump tonight. And uh, they might not perform as well as they've been performing. That's not uncommon in athletics, is it? Uh, Be it a baseball team or a basketball team or uh, whatever kind of team that it is, many times we see them get in slumps. It not only is the team, but sometimes it's the individual. And if your team is not playing well tonight, Monday, when you get ready for practice, what are you going to do? Well, I can almost guarantee you that you're not going to try to put in some fancy new play. You're going to go back to the basics. You're going to work on the fundamentals. You're going to work on those things that are the foundation of the game to try to get yourself back on uh, back on schedule, get yourself performing the way that you ought to perform. Well, that's that happens, doesn't it? And we see it round about us. Maybe uh, maybe some of you uh, can remember some of the recent games where a team was in a slump. I'm. I won't mention the Alabama fans, but, uh, you know, some of those things happen around us. But, you know, the same thing happens even among the churches of our Lord today. Uh, in fact, uh, Jesus himself talked to a church that, uh, that was in a slump, and uh, he, he, as he talked to them, he, he gave them some instruction uh, about some things that they needed to do. You recall in the book of Revelation as Jesus was speaking to the seven churches of Asia, this particular congregation that he spoke to was the church at Ephesus. And notice what he had to say to them in Revelation, the second chapter beginning in verse 4. He said, Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Remember therefore from whence thou art fallen, and repent, and do the first works, or else I will come unto thee quickly, and will remove thy candlestick out of its place, except... You repent. Well, if you read that whole story there concerning what he was saying to the church at Ephesus, they had some really good things going on there. They were doing some good things uh, in, in the works that they were, were performing in the service to the Lord. But he said, uh, there's a problem. Uh, you're going through the motions uh, because you've left your first love. 
You've left the fundamentals that you need to be looking at. And he said, I want you to go back. And I want you to examine those fundamentals. I want you to look at those things that are the foundational truths that uh, you need to be thinking about as you go about doing your work. Brethren, I think that's good advice. I think that's something that that congregation needed. And I think that's something that a lot of congregations of the Lord need today. Maybe even we need to stop and take a look at the fundamentals. Maybe we need to stop and take a look at some of those things that are foundation to our doing the work of the Lord and our serving the Lord in the proper way. I want to talk to us this morning about three things that I believe that we really need to look at in order that we might be sure that we have our foundation firm, that we have our foundation of where it needs to be, that we might serve God and that we might uh, do His will. The first that I'm going to suggest to you today that we need to energize our faith. We need to energize our faith. What do I mean by that? Well, uh, I, I mean we just, we just need to make sure uh, that we have a faith that will sustain us and a faith that will guide us into doing the things that God wants us to do. In Hebrews, the 11th chapter and verse 1, uh, the Scripture said that faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. That's the, uh, the uh, NIV version. But I think it explains what faith really is very well there and tells us what we need to be looking at concerning our faith. He said, uh, faith is being sure of what we hope for. Are you sure of what we're doing here as children of God today? Are you sure of your salvation? Are you sure uh, that we have the kind of faith that we need to have? Faith is a, is a confident trust in God and in, in His Word today. And do we have a faith that allows us to be confident about what we're doing? Do we have a faith that will allow us to trust God uh, to be what, uh, uh, what we ought to be and to uh, be at peace with God such that uh, we are not fearful even for our own salvation? Well, in energizing our faith, we need to recognize that it is a necessity. That it's not something that's optional to the child of God. In fact, the Hebrew writer said in Hebrews 11 and 6, But without faith it is impossible to please Him, for he that cometh unto God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. And so we're talking about something that is foundation to our service to God today, foundation to our Christian life today without faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. And so we need to look at our faith. We need to energize our faith such that we're sure uh, about it. In the writings of the Roman letter Paul wrote to the church at Romans, said in Romans 10, 17, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. If we want to energize our faith today, brethren, we've got to go to the Word. We've got to read the Word of God. We've got to study the Word of God. We've got to know what is contained therein and thus build our faith to the point that we are where we need to be and where we want to be in our relationship with God. 
I fear today, myself included, that we do not spend nearly as much time in the Word of God as we need to spend. I fear that we do not read the Word of God as we ought to be reading it and uh, that we do not meditate upon it in the way that we ought to meditate upon it. I believe that all of us need to energize our faith and we energize our faith through a study of God's Word, through a meditation upon the things that are contained therein. God's Word is the fuel that powers our faith today. God's Word is that which drives us to do that, that God would have us to do. And I believe that one of the things that we need to focus on is studying the Word of God, not just in the public assembly as we're doing here in this capacity today, but I believe in the privacy of our own lives. We need, we need to sit down and be a student of the Word of God, for it is the Word of God that will build my faith. It is the Word of God that will guide my faith. Uh, in such a way that I can be the kind of person that I ought to be. It is the Word of God that will guide a congregation of the Lord's people in the way that it needs to go. And so I suggest when we're in a slump, when we're a little bit off of our mark, when we are not performing at the peak of our performance today, that we need to energize that faith such that we will be better servants of God, that we will be better students of God's Word and that will be, we will be more able uh, to show the world round about us the faith that we have in Jesus Christ today. But not only do I believe that we need to fortify our faith today, uh, I believe that we need to energize our hope uh, or, or fortify our hope. We need, to, uh, we need to understand. We need to understand what the gold is. What are you striving for today? Why are you here? What's the purpose of, of your being a child of God today? Do you understand the hope that we have in Christ Jesus? Do you understand what the goal is, what the reward is out there on the other side of this life? I fear sometimes that we lose sight of that. I fear sometimes that we, we get caught up in the ways of this world and in the things of this world and we lose sight of the fact that there is something beyond this life that's far greater uh, than anything that we have ever experienced in this present abode. And so therefore I say to us today, we need to fortify we need to fortify our hope. What is hope? It's a happy uh, anticipation of good. Uh, it's a, con a confident expectation uh, of obtaining that that we have our eyes on. It is, it is many times described as desire uh, plus expectation. It's not, you know, this, this idea that sometimes we, uh, that we, well, probably all of us are guilty. I hope that this happens. I hope that that happens. And really all of the time we uh, are not really expecting it to. Well, I suggest to you today that there's a hope for something beyond this life uh, that we can speak of with confidence because God has promised us that. There's a story told uh, 
uh, about a, a group of sailors that were sailing one time. It was years ago, and the ship wasn't like ours today. It was it was a wooden ship, and it was uh, uh, a lot uh, a lot shorter than the ocean liners that ply the oceans today. And this group of sailors were accompanied by an old preacher, and uh, they got out upon the sea, and a great storm came upon them, such that uh, they could not guide the ship. Uh, they had no control. Uh, they were they were fearful even for their lives, and they reached the point where they they just reached the conclusion that there was no hope for them. Uh, they they were going to be lost. But one morning the uh, and and this this went on for days. And one morning the old preacher uh, he came out and he spoke to all of the sailors that were with him, and he had a he had a, a gleam in his eyes that he hadn't had before. And he said uh, to the group that was there, he said, uh, an angel of the Lord spoke to me last night and he promised me that we're going to all be safe. And he said, I believe that because it came from God. You have some doubts about that, don't you? You have some concerns as to whether that story is true. Look in your Bible. Look in your Bible in the 27th chapter of the book of Acts. The old preacher was the Apostle Paul. The group of sailors were, uh, and for the most part, Romans that were taking him to Rome to be imprisoned uh, there and to be tried for uh, false charges that had been brought against him. Paul told them before they left they ought not to make the trip. But they set out on the trip anyway on the Mediterranean Sea. And that storm did come. And that storm did blow with such fierceness that they could not control the ship. They had done everything they knew. They had done everything they knew to do to try to, uh, to make it safe, but they reached the point where they lost hope. Look there in Acts 27, verse 20. And when neither the sun nor the stars in many days appeared and no small tempest lay upon us, all hope that we should be saved was then taken away. It's a pretty bad situation, isn't it? It's a pretty bad situation. But don't we get in that situation at times in our lives? Don't we even get in that situation sometimes as a church? Don't we lose hope? Don't we, don't we reach the point that, that, that we can't see? We can't see any possibility that things are going to turn out uh, like they ought to. Well, if you read on in that story there, yes, that angel did come. And that angel did speak to Paul. And he told him, he said, Paul, uh, it's been determined that you're going to stand before Caesar. And he said, I'm, we're going, I'm going to give you all of the crew that's on the ship with you. I'm paraphrasing. Now you can turn and read it. And Paul came back out to that crew the next morning and he spoke to them in the way that I was telling the story a minute ago. He gathered them together and, and here's what he said. It's in verse 25 as you see there. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer. For I believe God that it shall be even as it was told to me. That's a wonderful passage right there. 
That's a wonderful passage that helps us to fortify our hope today because as we turn through the pages of the Bible, as we turn through the pages of the Word of God, we see reason for hope. God has made all kinds of promises to us. Promises that He's planning on keeping one day. What we need to do today, brethren, in fortifying our hope is to believe just like Paul believed here in Acts 27-25. We need to tell the world, Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God that it shall be even as it was told unto me. Hebrews 6 and verse 19 said that we have hope as an anchor for the soul. Going to be a lot of tempest in life today. Going to be a lot of storms that are going to blow us around. Going to be a lot of doubts that are created in our mind. Going to be a lot of questions that are raised about why we are doing what we are doing. We need to recognize and remember who made the promises. Who made the promises? We need to have the faith that Paul had on this occasion that it shall be even as we are told. There's a heaven awaiting you. There's a heaven awaiting me. There's a heaven awaiting everyone here today. If we would allow our faith, our faith to be strengthened to the point that we believe that those things are going to happen. And when we believe and when we recognize the prize that is out there, that hope will drive us. That hope will drive us to do the things that we ought to do in life. Romans 15 and verse 4 said, For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning that we through patience and comfort of the Scriptures might have hope. How do we fortify our hope today? Uh, through a faith that is built from the Word of God. Through a faith that is, that, that is strengthened by uh, the words of this book that we call the Bible today. And so when we're in a slop and when we're looking for a way to get out, go back to the foundation. Go back to the foundation of faith that's built through God's Word and allow the Scripture to give you hope and allow the Scripture to open your eyes to what is beyond this life. 1 Peter 1 verse 13, Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Allow that hope to sustain you until the day that Jesus comes again. Allow that hope to give you assurance uh, that He's coming to take you home to a better place. Keep your eye, keep your eye on the prize. And then finally, the third point that I want us to think about in this foundation or back to the basics is to activate your love. We read the scripture there a while ago where Paul had talked to the church at Corinth and he had told them about love and the characteristics of it. And we're going to read that in just a moment. But he concluded that by saying, Now abide with faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. Paul gave us a definition of love in this writing to the Corinthian brethren. Notice it with me, if you will, please. Love suffereth long and is kind. Love envieth not. Love vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemingly, 
Seeketh not its own, is not provoked, taketh no account of evil. Rejoiceth not in unrighteousness, but rejoiceth with the truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Love never fails. What a wonderful description of what we're talking about here today. Brethren, we as Christians, we as a church today, we need to be recognized for the love that we have. We need to be recognized as a congregation of God's people that has love driving everything that it does. In John 13th chapter and verse 35, the writer said, By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love one for another. I wonder if the people that are out here in the city of Savannah today, as they look upon this congregation of God's people, see us as a congregation that love each other. See us as a congregation that are bound together by the bonds of love that is identified in what we just read there from the writings of Paul to the Corinthian brethren. I wonder if that's what they see because, because the Scripture said this is the way that people are going to know us. This is the way that people are going to know that we are truly God's people, that we are truly children of God, that we are representing God in our community today. Yes, brother, we need to activate the love uh, that uh, God has taught us about in our dealings with each other and doing the things that we do one with another. In 1 John uh, 3.16, Hereby perceive we the love of God because He laid down His life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. That passage tells me a, a little bit about how serious, how serious uh, God uh, takes the business of our loving each other. Now, he wasn't the author here in this. John was doing the writing, but he was doing it through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And he said, here's how much you ought to love each other. Just like Christ laid down His life for you. Just like Christ laid down His life for you. We ought to love each other as children of God such that if it became necessary, we'd lay down our lives for each other. That's really love, isn't it? That's really love. But that's the kind of love that is going to fortify us and identify us. And that's the kind of love that we're going to have to have uh, before we can, really, we, we can really be the children of God. We can talk about all of these other things and perhaps when you saw the title of Back to the Basics, you probably thought that I was going to, I was going to talk about baptism and I was going to talk about all of these things. <coughs> Brethren, if we don't get the foundation right, those things aren't important. Those things aren't important. And so he said, By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if you have love uh, one for another. Love each other to the point that you would die for them. In 1 John 3, beginning of verse 22, And whatsoever we ask we receive of Him because we keep His commandments and do the things that are pleasing in His sight. And this is His commandment, that we should believe on the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as He gave us commandment. Yes, it's important. It's important for me to believe on Christ. It's important for me to even talk about some of the other things that I could be talking about today. But His Word 
His Word puts the loving of each other alongside believing in Jesus Himself. So it has to be one of the more important foundation stones that we build our Christian life on, that we build the church on, that we build everything that we do on today. Activate your love. 1 John 4 verses 10 and 11, Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the perpetuation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. We ought also to love one another. Can people see love in us? Can they, can they visit this congregation and be around us for a little while and see the love that radiates from us for each other? If they can't, then we must be in a slump. And if we're in a slump, we need to go back to the basics. We, we, need to work on, we need to work on those foundation stones uh, before we try to do anything else in our lives today. James 1 verse 21 said, Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your soul. Yes, when we have the faith that we ought to have when we have the hope that we ought to have, when we have the love that we ought to have, it'll be no problem to receive what's contained in the Word. It'll be no problem for us to accept the teachings of the Word of God. It'll be easy. It'll be easy. And then finally, he said in Colossians, the second, uh, the fourth chapter in verse 2, continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. Yes, brethren, maybe we're in a slump. Maybe we need to go back to the basics. Maybe we need to energize our faith today uh, through a study of the Word of God. Maybe we need to fortify our hope by uh, looking at God's Word and seeing the promises that are out there and believe it because it is God's Word, even as Paul said, that it is what has been revealed to me. And then finally, brethren, let's love each other. Let's love each other in the way that God wants us to love each other. Uh, let's, uh, let's do for one another the things that magnify and show that love to the world today. Let's be there when somebody's sick. Let's be there when there's a death that others need comforting from. I can go on and the list can be endless. But let's do those things. Let's do those things that manifest the love that we have for one another because of and driven by the love that God had for us when He allowed His Son to come and die for us on the cross of Calvary. I wonder today if there might be someone here who's never, who's never tasted the joy of being a child of God. Sometimes, maybe you're discouraged by others around about you. But I suggest to you today to build your faith on God's Word. For it reveals to us a hope that is indescribable. A hope that is beyond anything you've ever seen in this life. And allow God's love, allow God's love to save you through obedience unto His Word.
But also today, I hope that you will look at your neighbor sitting by you. One's across the aisle in the other pew. And dedicate yourself to loving them with all of your heart. Even as Jesus loved each one of us and gave his life for us. We're a great church. Maybe we're in a little slump. Let's go back to the basics. Let's go back to the fundamentals. Let's build, let's build our faith through study of God's Word. Let's recognize the reward that's on the other side and have a hope that will drive us every day. And let's love one another with all of our hearts. If you need something today that we can assist you in, we ask you to come as we stand together.